Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read the podcast with your host, my guy. Hey everybody, it's the Read Junk Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kremko. I'm back with a brand new episode this week with my buddies, Joe and Ray. We discussed a lot about movies and stuff like that. But first, hope everyone's summer's going well. Thanks to everybody for coming out to Radix Fest. I was getting a little worried about the turnout, but thankfully the show turned out good in the end. Um, it was, you know, decent, respectable ska crowd, I guess. You can read our reviews on the site and see the pictures from the show if you haven't already. You know, in the end, it was it was really awesome to have a great ska show on my birthday. We'll see what happens next year, though. I think it'll probably still happen. I guess it's up to Cooley, though. For this episode, I talk with my buddies Ray and Joe pretty much just about TV shows and what we're watching, shows like The Boys, Deadly Class, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, Yellowstone, and a bunch of other stuff that, you know, we're just throwing a conversation here. We're just like shooting the shit kind of thing, just geeking out. Plus, we also discuss some shows that we're looking forward to seeing that's coming out soon. At the end of the show, we talk about movies a little bit, what we've seen pretty much recently. But like I said, it's a geeky-filled conversation. If you're not following the site on social media, be sure to follow Rejunk on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's usually just at Rejunk, I think, is the way to find us. Or just Google it. You can subscribe and download the podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have a YouTube channel and wherever else you can get podcasts. Be sure to spread the word about the site and the show. Plus, I actually have some t-shirts for sale on tpublic.com slash user slash Brian Kremko. You should be able to find some stuff on there uh, if you're looking for rejunk stuff. I think I'm going to be making some new shirts soon, but I'm also making shirts just of whatever else I can think of. I I need money, so buy some shirts. (laughs) All right, so let's get things going. Here's my talk with Ray and Joe talking about TV and movies. Junk. Talk junk. Talk junk. We're talking. We're talking TV today. We're talking TV for the Rejunk podcasts. We're doing uh pretty much what we pretty much what we've been watching, I guess. Um, so I mean, I saw the boys. I just finished that this weekend, which was excellent. I think you guys would really like it. Um, it's getting a lot of great reviews. Maybe one person that I've I've known says, "Oh, good, it's, it's boring," but I don't know. I, I I really liked it. Um, but you guys haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't yet. No, but but Ray, you saw the Not comic. Yet. You saw the you read the comic, or you just know of it. I myself uh, know of it, um, but honestly, I don't know anything beyond the fact that it was a comic book. Okay, but um, yes. I've seen the trailers. It, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's it was good acting. It was funny. It was good soundtrack. It, very like punk rock to me. Um, um, very dark. Um, so I That's guess it, how I felt with um, with a similar television series called uh, Deadly Class. Okay, that was very like punk rock inspired and uh, dark as well. So it it kind of looks like the same almost. I mean, same and not the same. Obviously, what, is it on a platform or is it a network or? It was on the Sci Fi Channel, and it and it was actually just announced that. Um, they're not renewing for a second season. Oh. <laughs> uh, but the show is actually really good. So um, then they're actually looking for another platform to, oh, to air more shows. So, 
so production has halted, but Sci-Fi is not renewing it for a second season. Well, the boys got renewed, so definitely watch that then. <laughs> <laughs> now, is is the boys kind of accept a lot of like comic book? aspects to it like i don't know in the trailer it looked like it was kind of being really goofy and, and like comic panel but really serious in a way it's a little bit i don't, I don't like zombie land type of feel to it is that kind it's, of it's like a satire of superheroes like they're making they're making fun of aquaman definitely there's one character called the deep and you know there's it's pretty much like corrupt superheroes and these group of guys or yeah, like vigilantes or like had enough of the soups uh, I kind of, I kind of got that uh, Watchmen vibe from it. Yeah, it's, it reminded me like Watchmen, trailer. Watchmen, Lock, talk, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, but, but yeah, funny. and there's definitely, it definitely has a comic book feel to it because you know there's characters and costumes yeah. running around in the trailer. Okay. So. I mean, it feels, it, it doesn't, it feels more than it though. It's like even though there's superheroes in it and it takes place in that world, there's something more about the other characters than the superheroes because it's, it's more focused on the, uh, of the people going up against the superheroes. You've been mentioning the soundtrack a lot though. What's the soundtrack like? Um, they had like the clash. They had, uh, David Bowie, Rashid Taha. They've had, uh, they actually used, they reused the score track from man of uncle, which was kind of cool. Um, it fit with the show. So, but yeah, it had some, like, I'm trying to think of other songs at the top of my head, but yeah, there's like each episode had some, some different soundtracks or songs. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's definitely off the top of my list for uh, favorite shows. Well, but you said you use the word punk rock, so yeah, it just had like, like a punk rock feel to it. Yeah, it kind of has like a punk rock feel to it. I don't know why. I just I had like punk rock came into my mind, and just the way maybe just the way that it was shot and uh, and like the soundtracks and stuff like that. Because they use like they use some other punk songs. I forget what they were at the top of my head, but um, but yeah, it kind of felt like that. I I mean, it just it had that vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, Deadly Class definitely had that type of vibe to it. There was like punk rock and new wave and goth mm. music and all that other stuff. And mainly, it's set in the '80s, so okay, it's like all like old school, like '80s, like punk rock and and new wave, basically. I don't it was know. a cool show. It was disappointing though that they're not renewing it who, for another season. Who was in it? Um, the actor that plays um, Wong. Okay. From uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know his name. He's but... basically the dean of of this school of assassins, and uh, the kids that go to this school are all, you know, um, kids of like criminals and drug lords and kingpins and stuff like that, uh, and they're all training to be assassins or killers. And um, Henry Rollins is in it too. He's like he's like one of the teachers. That's cool. That's, so, well, it sucks, yeah, it that it, cool. it sucks, sucks they didn't get picked up, but it's like sci-fi. What else do you fucking have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you fail a sci-fi show? There's nothing else on there other than so, Megalodon versus Tiger Shark. And Sharknado 55, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, though, is that I, I stopped watching sci-fi like years ago, and then I started watching it again only because it has Krypton, and I got into that, and, and Krypton's actually kind of cool. And then... Um, Deadly Class, you know, came out about a year later, and then so 
you know, I'm I'm really watching sci-fi only because of those two shows. What was the show that you were talking about? Um, was it um, Umbrella Academy or something? Did you see that one? The one that was on Netflix? Um, yeah. I, I saw a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but Joe, you seen honestly, it? I couldn't get past the first episode. Okay. No, I, I was wondering about it because I knew it was done by um, was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance was a writer on that. Oh, right. And it's yes. based off of his comic series that he had for um, Ray. Was it for Dark Horse? Yeah, was I believe it? so. It was a Dark Horse comic. Yeah, and and I never read the comic. And the only it keeps coming in my mind when I hear Umbrella Academy was Resident Evil, and I'm like, is there ties to that? But it has nothing to do with Resident Evil. But I didn't know what it was like. It seemed kind of a little bit like a New Mutants it kind show of. meets. Yeah, you're kind of on the right track there. Uh, from from what I gathered from just only watching the first episode, it's it's basically you know some some person comes along and and gathers like all these orphan children who turn out to have like powers and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. kind of like adopted them into you know um, whatever his fold or whatever. And and uh, now, what was it about it that you really did? What was it about it that you really didn't think that you'd continue watching? It wouldn't be any good. It just was boring. The feel of it, yeah, it was kind of slow to start with, but maybe I didn't give it enough chance beyond the first episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of slow to start with and uh, a, a bit dull. Um, but the vibe or the aesthetic, there was something about the the aesthetic of the show that didn't really attract me compared to like other shows that have come out recently that are comic it wasn't it wasn't punk rock enough that's what i think it is (laughs) yeah maybe not you know (laughs) it was too emo um (laughs) so joe what have you been watching tv wise i'd probably say i'm singing the praises of stuff on the dc universe right yeah uh, that stuff yeah like titans was a big surprise for me going into it because the big thing that they were, the big selling point was the trailer that they released at Comic-Con a year ago about Robin's there. Awesome. And he just, he just goes, fuck Batman. And it was like that, like really they're just trying to be edgy, but then watching it and in context, then you watch the show and it's, it's a, a different take on any of the versions of the comics, but it's kind of got a lot of dark humor, but it takes the characters seriously, but it also revels in the fact that it's a comic book show, which is the problem I had with the Netflix shows is that they're more like Christopher Nolan style seriousness. And it's a comic book show. Like Daredevil's a guy that runs around in red pajamas and, you know, uses nunchucks. Well, it's, and it's then maroon he, now. It's maroon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Maroon. It's crimson. But, but with the Titans and then following in the Doom Patrol, it's just, it's really well written and it's kind of goofy in a way, borderline, but then it's like, funny and dark and violent was, was swamp thing on that and then it got canceled after like two episodes or something well it, it actually had a, has a full season on there so oh, okay. it was they canceled it after the second like announced the cancellation after the second episode after the first episode i think and yeah, then the first they, they let it run through but that had to do with something with the rights of the character i'm thinking and there was a who bought them out like Time Warner's at and or something, and there was a big money thing going on. And I think they want to use Swamp Thing for movies, so they wanted to pull them off of there. But it was a mess. But yeah, the show's really good. Because it looks 
really awesome, you know, and, and that's probably the one show out of that whole slew of DC shows that appealed to me the most. And from what little I've seen of it, it, it looks great. Did you yeah, like, watch any of that, Joe? Did, I, I did. I finally did get to watch some of it, started on it, and it is really dark and it follows that same line of it's dark and it has some of that a little bit of humor to it, but a seriousness of the character with some respect but also a little bit of the comic book goodness in it, I guess you could say. Yeah, I know, I know you've been singing uh, the praises very highly uh, on um, Titan Show as well as Doom Patrol. Well, Doom Patrol was basically, you, you've kind of taken an unrated X-Men show and then you throw in just, I, I, I'm going to say what you guys say, a little bit of that punk rock feel to it. And yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian, there's a straight up fight scene with, with um, Robot Man with Brendan Fraser, and he goes to this this <laughs> country, and there's a bunch of Nazis, and he fights these Nazis and basically pummels them to a bloody pulp, to too drunk to fuck by the dead Kennedys, right, uncensored. This is this <laughs> is what Doom Doom Patrol. It's called Doom Patrol. Yeah. How much yeah. is? Yeah, I was gonna ask. How much is the the DC uh, streaming thing? The streaming thing. If, uh, full price. It's like seventy some dollars for the year. Holy shit! Um, so what but, is that a month? It, uh, you're looking at about what six dollars a month. Oh, okay, it's not that Somewhere bad. Around. All right, so it's like it's gonna be like Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, but they what they have on the streaming service side of it, they also have all sorts of the DC animated stuff, like the HD well, the Batman the animated love, yeah. series. They also have comic books that you can read through the app like you can when whatever they're pushing they're pushing doom patrol they'll have a whole run of doom patrol stuff for you to read oh, digitally on cool. the app or on your phone whatever like however and their new shows that they have coming out there's a harley quinn show there's a star girl show animated and or a, no these are live action okay. they kind of have a shared universe because titans introduced doom patrol and then Doom Patrol spun off from that well, and who's carried gonna, on. Who's going to play Harley Quinn? Is it going to be Margot Robbie again, or is she? This no, is this, separate. this is going to be something separate. Yeah, okay. from the movie part of it. Because so she's not that, that again. Yeah. Those shows, like I said, I've been watching them and enjoying them. Outside of that, I've kind of been going old school and just going back rewatching stuff like Wolverine and the X Men, some of the old animated series. That's what oh, I've been okay. on. Well, we're kind of talking about new stuff today, so <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I might, it's new to me, well, even though I've watched it. 10 so, times. you guys, have you seen Stranger Things, the the third season for that? Yes. I have. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was like on par with uh, the first season. The second season was yes. kind of in, but second season was okay, uh, and I enjoyed the second season. But yeah. the third season immediately hooked me uh, right away, and it was it just seemed better than the second season yeah. in many ways. I think like the, the second, chemistry, the pacing. Yeah. I agree with you on that. The third season was definitely much better. It was almost like almost all action and team ups. The funny thing is about Stranger Things though was that I would have been satisfied if they just included <clears throat> the whole storyline and wrapped it up with the first season and then maybe continued on as an anthology series and, ha and have a different storyline and a different cast every season yeah. as originally intended. But the first season was so successful. Mm -hmm. All the actors and the stuff. Writers yeah. rolled. 
Yeah, you know, they're going to bank off of that once it takes over in pop culture. It's just like, let's run it to the ground. And I hope that's not the case. I hope they get to a that, point. And if that's what I feared with Stranger Things, especially while I was watching the second season, I felt, all right, well, the second season wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not mind blowingly great either. They didn't take as many chances with stuff like in the first season when they didn't expect it to be as popular and you had a lot of twists yeah. and turns and now it was the second season was more mainstream flow to it. Like the people were liking it. Let's just keep it even keel. And then third season, they're just like, yeah, let's blow things up and let's change everything. And I, I we, we can do third, it now. Yeah. I think that the third season, they figured out what works what and what didn't work based on the second season. And yeah. um, I, I like the whole structure of the third season, how, how, they're separate the main groups. characters were grouped up yeah. into their Yeah, and it felt uh, natural to them pairing them off. It wasn't forced. It was just naturally flowing. And here you got the, the yeah. Scoops Ahoy team. And Yeah, chemistry chemistry went a long way with this season. And, um, you know, with even with the new characters, too, I like, I like that formula, too, how every season they're introducing a bunch of new characters in it mm-hmm. that um, – that are kind of continuing on into the next season, or at least I assume that ones that got introduced in the third season are going to continue on. Yeah, yeah hopefully. No, and, and great casting choices too. Yeah. yeah I didn't realize they're... that was Ethan Hawke's and, uh, Uma Thurman, Thurman's I didn't daughter. That yeah, either, yeah. So what did you guys know about that? Uh, after that? But I heard one of the complaints was like, Oh, I, it took like the last episode for all of them to get together, but I'm like, the cast is so huge now that it's kind of tough. To like, what are they always going to be hanging well, out that, to each other? I don't know. That's that's kind of how the flow of the other two seasons were, though. Everyone wasn't together at once. They had to yeah. build up to everyone teaming up to come together and then defeat the big bad at the end of the season. Like, it, that was kind of the flow of every season. So I don't know where they would think it would be any different. Yeah. Well, and then what other so Ray, you didn't really you didn't like the 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 little the little kid that was the little girl that was she was funny. I mean, she was funny. I, I mean, at, at, to an extent, she was okay, but I felt though that um, after a while, I was like, all right, shut was, up. Yeah, like like <laughs> like the way her character was was like was definitely you know um, uh, they went overboard with with um, capitalizing on the fact that she was the foil or the brat of the. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It was kind of, it, and it was kind of like you're overdoing it. You know, after a while. Uh, I I would say probably for me my least favorite character, not really a main character, but something that just didn't make sense in the story was the Susie character. When the reveal <laughs> was finally with the Susie character. Oh. The girlfriend. Yes. And and then it's just like, meanwhile, people are dying and the world needs saved, but you have to sing the song so you can get some science. That was kind of funny. Done. (laughs) It it was. But, but, you know, meanwhile, I'm not going to say spoilers, but in that time that it took for them to do that, that one character at the end that died could have been saved from the monster. But they waited an extra 30 seconds. He only what character are you, you know, what, what the one Billy 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 because um, he was he was barely barely killed which it was Billy? only like the the, the, the brother. guy that spoke Russian also died too though didn't he yeah yeah remember the brother oh right that guy oh brother. right right the guy with the mullet because okay. because he just died and 
they could have saved him but he had this but he but he could have had character redemption just like yeah, yeah. Well, he, he did i agree he did. I, I agree like We'll put I spoiler kind of tags felt, on this. It's all right. I kind of felt, though, that <laughs> we, we need a spoiler flash going on for that. <laughs> I kind of felt like, that after everything that character like went through, and then only to kill him off at the very end. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. They, 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 it, it felt like a missed opportunity where, where <laughs> like, um, you know, why not? Why, why wouldn't he get re- redeemed? You know, he kind of got redeemed a bit uh, in, and then, in this season compared to how he was. Yeah. In, last season in the second season it wasn't fully redeemed but he at least had some redemption but it, it was the same thing yeah, like but, they did in lost he had where it's some like, redemption, but but then he was taken over you know so yeah you know i mean and then if you look at like the the first the the first season kind of had hopper was the main redemption with steve also getting the redemption between one and two pointed yeah. me too actually that character this season i felt um, he, he had such a personality change compared to how he was portrayed in the last two seasons. Oh, I mean, obviously in the first season, he was introduced. In the second season, he had much more depth to his character mm-hmm. and, and he was very sympathetic. But in this one, it, it just seemed though that, I let's he, make him a douche. Well, like, basically. Well, he's a parent now, so Brian would know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I didn't get hit that he was acting like a douche in the third season. I think he's like accepted that he's a loser. Cause he's yeah, like, well, cause he can't, I mean, he can't I, get a girlfriend. I, I liked and... them a lot actually in the second season. And, um, they, um, they clearly were trying to change his personality and his, and his character in this one. Uh, but it didn't feel like it was the right direction to go. I would say like, I don't know. I like, him. Felt like- I didn't like him as like the, the, the bully high school kid. Cause I felt like that was very typical eighties. But that's, that's how but- I felt he was in the third season was that he felt like, like a kind was, of like a bully. And- he wasn't bullying anybody, Steve. Are you talking about yeah, Billy well, or Billy? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he was like kind of like pushy with like Winona Ryder's character and stuff Wait, like who that. Who are we talking about here? You're talking about Hopper. Oh, I'm t- yeah, that's what I've been talking, I've been yeah, talking that's about. Yeah, that's what talking about I Steve. thought. I've been talking about Steve. It's I've been well, in the sun today. It's because it's, <laughs> I think like you like you said, I don't I don't I think he did have a personality shift. Okay, that's that, what I'm that saying. Is, is it now okay, he now, now he's like a Hopper, parent. Yeah, I agree that so he, he did. He's seem overly kind of protective. Like, yeah. Okay. He's God, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you got. I don't know. <laughs> but go ahead. Then, like, what were you saying then about no, Steve? No, I just, thought with, I just thought with Steve that he was started out as a bully in the first season, and then he accepted that he was a loser in the last in the last two. That's what kind mm-hmm. of he, yeah, came yeah. Into the going group. back to that, that's why I felt that they, that he was kind of like redeeming himself, but then immediately yeah. that he became a bad guy because of you know his possession or or him being taken over, you okay. know, by the entity. Okay. No. All right. We're on the same page now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it, it, leading back for me, for Billy, I think that he should have had that same thing happen. Like to kill him off, really ruined the chance for him to come in and be another part of the team. Yeah, I think because he I was think a major was, asshole. He yeah. was the bigger asshole. I, I felt. I felt like we were like getting warmed up to his character too, because he had a tremendous amount of screen time between the you know these last two seasons. That and they. They played him up like they in, redeem him and keep him for for you know more seasons or whatever mm-hmm. you know. And he, all the bad things that he did, they played it up a little bit like something like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, is it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Even though he's a bad guy, all this stuff he was in being possessed by the the creature 
I forget what they used the D and D term for this one. What was it? The uh, the demigorg. No, what was the one from this season? The not mine. (laughs) Not mine. Flare. That was last season. Yeah, it was. I thought it was the the flaying flare. Yeah, yeah. That's what they called um, the flayed. Okay, yeah. I guess that he was flayed. Right. Yeah. Possessed or, or whatever. Which for me, it's kind of funny how they have the D and D stuff, and in, and being into D and D, how Stranger Things has helped the popularity of it. But then the creatures that they use just use a name and their skill set, but absolutely look nothing like what the creatures look in the game at all. <laughs> like an actual Demogorgon is like a two-headed lizard chicken, <laughs> and then a Mind Flayer looks a little bit like a Cthulhu Lovecraftian creature with a tentacle face. But, you know, the skills, them, their abilities are similar to the in-game stuff. So there's a lot of influence from that that they actually researched and probably know from history from playing D&D. So, so Joe, how do you like um, uh, Weird Al's presence in uh, <laughs> their TV? <laughs> well, Brian, Weird Al. Brian, what did I just tell you I had on TV right wa- now? He was we're... just watching UHF. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I thought, stupid! that movie on television yeah i haven't seen it on tv either i just have it on voodoo yeah i have it on digital copy i'm watching it but yeah the in 3d shirt he actually was selling those on his website i guess he had a tie-in with it obviously and he was reselling that version of the shirt again on his website it's like as seen in stranger things so he's making money (laughs) off of it so i'm cool with it i gotta see him live one of these days you never he's seen him live. Um, he's playing New York soon. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's yeah, like amphitheater yeah. or something. No, actually Forest Hill Stadium in Queens. Oh, so outside, yeah. But yeah, outdoor sta- stadium is what I'm saying, yeah. That's think that's too that's like a hike now. Like it was a hike when I lived in Jersey City. I was like, yeah, cuz I was like, I was like trying to go to see the replacements like- there, yeah. It's Listen like, to him. I drive two hours to every show that I have to go to, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> too old for that shit. Like after Radix Fest, I was getting home like one thirty. I'm like, oh fuck this, no. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling it for the slightly stupid show I was at recently. It's like, yeah, I need to leave Pittsburgh at eleven thirty, and it's two hour drive, and I have to get up for work at seven. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Let's keep talking about TV. Uh, so, so Ray, you were you were mentioning something that you were, um, comedians in cars. So you were watching that. I didn't get to see it yet. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I haven't seen the entire season, but I've seen most, and uh, it's actually really good. And and the interviews are excellent. I, I'm a sucker for like really good interviews. Yeah. Or or this type of show that that uh, you know has like celebrity interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a, just a that, different way. Is that the show with Seinfeld? Yeah. He's yeah. Okay. And he, he gets yeah, comedians in their cars. Uh, comedians in uh, Oh, is that why they got the name for that from? Yeah, in like classic cars or new cars. And um, the first episode is really good. The first episode is with Murphy. And um, yeah, Eddie Murphy is still, you know, he's still a powerhouse in his own field, you know. Um, and just, people just not in the movie world. Just, just not, not in really the movie, in the world. movie world, to be honest with you. But people still respect him, and yeah. Seinfeld certainly respects him a lot, as you can see from from that episode. And, well, and there's a lot of really funny things, and it just reminded me how how funny Eddie Murphy still is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I his like, list right now is just like movies that I don't really watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I heard, no one does, right? So I, no one does. So I heard that he's supposed to be doing a, that Netflix offered him like $70 million to do stand up again. So that should be interesting if he, he comes back awesome. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he reveals a little bit what the future holds in terms of his stand up, and okay. he definitely wants to do it. But um, have to try it, out it seems while. like he's kind of like uh, been out of the loop for a while in terms yeah. of like working out and, and and doing clubs. And 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 it seems that he's more comfortable getting back into the whole stand up things and thing of it and, and doing shows only after he actually is out there like doing clubs and stuff like that for a period of time. Which he claims in, in the episode that he's going to be doing it and it will happen. But he's just waiting for the time to be right on it. Okay. You know? But the best thing about his interview with Seinfeld is him talking about his beginnings as a comedian and um, his relationship with Bill Cosby and uh, <laughs> Flyer, which is actually not at all what you would think. You would think that they would all be like friends, but, you know. No, they, were all, they all hated each other for a while, from what I remember. Oh, Bill, Bill Cosby and, and Richard Pryor are like, considered two of the biggest assholes in, in like, uh-huh. well Eddie pretty too. much like I used to I knew all of his stand up from like from word to word and then I listened to Richard Pryor and I'm like Eddie Murphy just clearly stole his material like I forget what it was but it was like line for line and I was like wow I'm like how did Eddie, Eddie stole it you said yeah Eddie Eddie Murphy stole Richard Pryor's stuff and I'm like how did he get away with it back then I'm like I don't know maybe that's why they were like because like they, he stole his material, it was, uh, maybe it was paying, you know, tribute to him or something like that. But it, he was ripping him off. <laughs> well, for sure, he was, he was definitely influenced by him. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he definitely had issues with Pryor, or uh, because the way he says it in the interview is that um, Pryor felt that um, his spotlight was being taken away from. Eddie Murphy, because mm-hmm. at the time, the way the industry was, was that you only had one black comedic performer at a time. Right. So you had Bill Cosby, and then there was Richard Pryor, and then the new guy. So it was almost like the changing of the guard, you know, the old guard and the yeah. new guard. So the new guy steps in, and it's Eddie Murphy, who was like insanely popular and huge when he when when he broke out. Yeah. <clears throat> and... You know, both Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor were very threatened by him. And Richard Pryor always avoided uh, Eddie Murphy because of that. And on the other hand, you have Bill Cosby, who was like a complete douchebag to Eddie Murphy, you know, in Eddie Murphy's eyes. He felt that that. Um, well, yeah, you talk about it in Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that Bill Cosby was very like, you know, um, judgmental and and, uh, you know, very matter of fact to to uh to eddie murphy you know don't do this like this is the way to do it you know go to one of my shows and i'll show you how it's done type of thing you know so he was kind of like you know like a dick to to eddie murphy (laughs) (laughs) and you could could tell that eddie murphy was kind of hurt about it because he was just like you know these are my idols yeah don't meet your idols felt threatened or you know to me you know so that was a very interesting episode, um, but there are other like really good episodes or interviews within this collection. I, f- I found in the past um, with hit the past seasons, which is funny because I think 
him and Tracy Morgan go to Ridgewood, like right up the road from where I'm living. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I forget the place. I think they go to Raymond's, I guess it's called, but I've always found that Jerry Seinfeld is such an asshole to the wait staff, like to the waiters. It's like, he's always just like such a douchebag. (laughs) It's one of those things. Yeah. Like Conan O'Brien too. I mean, actually, uh, Seinfeld, you know, seems like he has his uh, celebrity status where he kind of feels like I'm a celebrity and you have to treat me a certain way. Yeah. You know, it, it seems that way. That's the impression I get out of him. And when people take a picture, it's like, oh, it's like, I'm like, so it's like, after, I, so I'm not like in a rush to watch these episodes because if I just feel like Seinfeld's just a prick himself, you know? Well, you know, I mean, there's one particular episode actually, and I was hoping that you had watched at nah, least this yet. one episode. Yeah. Where where um he has a guest uh who mentions that she's friends with with a uh, another comedian and um immediately like Seinfeld says oh I have a lot to say about this person like I, I you know I don't really think much about this person but if you you know if you want I'll dish it all out and Seinfeld basically goes on a five minute rant uh, over how much he hates this comedian and how much um. You know, they don't get along. And I had my idea. They, they kind of bleep out the name of this comedian Did, uh, every time, like, the name is mentioned. So what's kind of one of the hints hints that you can give me? Like, I can see if I can guess who it is. <laughs> um, well, they well, mentioned that this person is, um, has a voice. Like, when he did his routine, he, he had a certain voice that he would put on. And okay. Seinfeld was saying that, you know, you're not a tough guy. You know, you're not. You're not edgy, you know, you know, um, what dice? And you don't have any talent. Basically, he was referring to this person. And I have one particular comedian in mind. And as soon as I, you know, I watched the episode, I Googled it to see if I was right on my suspicions. And there's a big debate on is. who this person is. And it's really mainly between two people, uh, uh, two comedians. And the, the comedian that I thought of was one of them. And the other comedian I didn't really think of. At first, and and it kind of makes sense to me that it would be this person. So I think it could go either way, and both sides that are debating this online are are both saying you're wrong, like it's this yeah. person. Well, who who are this they? The can you tell? Can stuff. you tell us, or you don't want to say? Well, who, well I don't who, want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. Well, know, I mean, so. like, well, if it's bleeped out, I'm like, how am I? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, would it be Andrew Dice Clay or Bill? Did he have Bill Burr on before? I don't know if he like. I don't know if he would have issues with Bill Burr. It's Jeff well, Foxworthy. Maybe. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> Andrew Clay was was the comedian I was thinking of. Yeah, and that's definitely one of them. Well, Jeff Foxworthy is not a tough guy when I think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, he has a lot and, of guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like, um, and and from what I can recall, like Andrew Dice Clay has used, um. Seinfeld, like in his like stand-up, yeah. you know, he's talked about him in his stand-up, uh, not necessarily negatively, like, but you know, just like, just playing with him, you know, playing with like Seinfeld, but nothing hateful, like or overly hateful. Anyway. Yeah, just like poking fun, like comedians do. But, but if you want to tell me, you know, if you want me to tell you, uh, like who the other comedian is, yeah, tell me, I don't care. Yeah, tell you, Bobcat. Really, man? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Funny, you know, and, and he goes like, he's really wicked. Like Seinfeld, like you were talking about yeah, how you get the impression that Seinfeld is an asshole. Yeah. 
like it come it, it kind of shows in this particular episode because he's like kind of ruthless and and just like absolutely no talent you know no skill you know i know how to do it this this person's career is like nowhere wow and like the guest on on the on the episode is like um well, he's a friend of mine, and this is kind of like strange for me to like talk shit about him. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like a humorous like episode, but it's very interesting. It's but, funny. Um, it's, uh, my friend Gabe is uh, his cousin is Bobcat. <laughs> who? My my friend Gabe is uh, his cousin is Bobcat. Oh, really? He's like, yeah. Sometimes when we do, when we do back in the day, you know, family barbecues and things like that, he would show up. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Invited or uninvited? No, I think invited. It's family, family, you know, parties. Yeah. I don't know if he was with uh, what's her face from Unhappily Ever After. I forget. Oh, uh, Nikki Cox. I don't know if he was with her at the time, or it was earlier than that. But yeah, weren't they married? Didn't they actually end point, up getting married? Yeah, at one point, and then now I think she's with Jay Moore. I think, yeah. But anyway, all right. So let's let's move on. Um, did you guys see the latest episode uh, season of or the last episode uh, season of Jessica Jones? No, I uh, haven't. I kind of watch. I, I kind of watched I it just to watch it. Yeah. It. I, I myself started watching it, and um, I shut it off after a half hour, so I actually didn't watch the full episode. I watched it just to like finish finish it out, and I was like, "Yeah, this is like, eh. I just like didn't care because I was like, it's not continuing, so it's kind of like, see, I, see, I agree with you there. Yeah, it's just, well, yeah, I, mean, I haven't, I, just I haven't watched yeah, Punisher I, I didn't either. Really give it a chance either. Uh, that was so, alright, Punisher. But the fact that it's not continuing, I don't think really bothers me as much as the fact that I just didn't like the previous season of Jessica Jones. I thought I, I, yeah. I agree with that. Like I, for what continued, like the continuation from that just doesn't interest me to do another season because that season was just so bad. It was like, bad. Uh, but, um, I did like all of the other, uh, Netflix Marvel shows. And, um, I definitely, I mean, I, I granted the the Iron Fist season could have been a lot better, and mm. but I know, didn't I, finish it. It was there was still some like you know um, entertainment value to it to an extent. So so it was a lot easier for me to watch that season than it was to watch Jessica Jones season two, which was very dull and very dragged out. To me. Mm. But Luke yeah. Cage was awesome. Like Luke Cage was awesome. Luke Cage season two was great. And Brian, did you see that? Yeah, I've seen I've seen all of them except I didn't finish Iron Fist because okay. I just like didn't. And I give really a fuck. liked Daredevil season three. Daredevil yeah, that season was the best. Two, I thought was that great. Was, yeah, that was now, great. see, I like I like season two. I think with season three for me, it just felt more of like the first season where he's not really the character that he's supposed to be, and he reverted back to him not yeah. knowing who he is, and but I like it was like bullseye. it was so much. It was like a. Re- it felt so repetitive from the first season. Well, I, I didn't really find it repetitive because I like I like the dynamic that he had with his mother. That whole thing where like he's like in the church. Yeah, that was recovery. good. That, that that was the best part in my mind for that. But that, that was, was really good actually. Like the whole thing with his mother too. Like the like the deeper origin of Matt Murdock, you know, um, and his childhood and all that stuff. I mean, I was uh, some of my hopes were I would like to have seen like something like a mix of Fall from Grace from the comics or a little more Born Again that, but Which it just felt could have been easily uh, delved into with another season. They could have yeah. done you know Fall from Grace, you know, in in another season. Who's got a dog or cat? 
Well, <laughs> what happened? I, I just hear, I just hear like clawing uh, at the door. The door. Calls clatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe, Joe has like like a million and one cats and dogs. No, two like, dogs like and three cats. cats. Come to me, oh, jungle just friends. Three, just three cats. Come to me, jungle and like friends. Three dogs. They're they're ready to go outside for their nightly potty. So they <laughs> are excited heading outside. What else have we got? What else do we want to talk about? You guys want to? Um, what else have you seen, Ray? Um, well, I mean, uh, well, you know, like a lot of the basic food groups too, though, the ones that we watch, you know, too, and talk about from time to time, like Game of Thrones, obviously, yeah. ended, and we watched that. Uh, I know you already talked about that. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't talk about the ending. I talked about, um, like the, the middle <clears throat> season, middle of the season with, uh, Phil. Um, but yeah, I was, I mean, I was, a lot of people were disappointed with it. I was, I, I you know, I felt, I felt it was as good as it could be. You yeah. know, um, uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's not um, like I'm. Oh, I'm never watching this again. Like I, I, how I feel felt after a loss, but it, it could have been so much more. But it was, yeah, it, was so, it was, it was good. It was it rushed. Was, it was just rushed. Yeah. It was definitely rushed, and they forfeited a lot of like uh, character development in like the last several episodes. Like, yeah, you would expect a big payoff with um with Arya. I know. Uh, like, use her fucking skills, Jamie. maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was totally expecting her to do like her faceless shit but, you know like you yeah. know to, at the very end and, and for me turn the tide uh, with something i'm one of the things i liked about the ending and i'm going back to my dungeons and dragons roots is that the dragons finally had some semblance of intelligence with drogan at the end yeah not just being a puppet that mm. it was seemed like a conscious choice for him to be like listen all you stupid human assholes I'm going to burn this throne, and then you have nothing to fight over. See you later. I'm out of here. Well, I wish that that was that would be the final shot, as you like the dragon that, just that flying or something like that. It just like it just all of a sudden it just went away, and then it's like all right. I, I remember, I remember before the final whatever it was, two or three episodes, that um, Joe, you and I had a conversation, and uh, we both hypothesized the, uh, on on how we think it might all end. Uh huh. Um, and what you mentioned actually was interesting too, though how how like no one really wins and like the dragons basically win, and that would have been awesome. Even if they went that direction, that would have been awesome. yeah. The Where like the dragons just... like burn, basically burn and scorch everyone. Yeah, the game over. There's you know, no and like the all this was because they kingdoms and that's it. It's the apocalypse because they that's made it... what it was leading all, all yeah. towards, like an apocalypse like themed storyline. You know, well especially when. You know the walkers, the White Walkers were still like a big part of of the season. Yeah, until they got season. the the quick ending for them. That yeah, was just, that was really what? <laughs> built up for eight seasons, and you know, two minutes later, someone surprise like attack. Build up, and this is what we get like, with the White Walkers. Yeah. yeah, it was like, and then Brand. They they should have been. <laughs> That's another thing too. The whole Brand thing was just like, you know, what about Brand <laughs> insisting? Throughout the last several seasons, that he can't be the lord of anything. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he's he's the uh, the third eye raven. I was still John Snow. John Snow's been saying the same thing. I didn't want to be king. I didn't want to be king. Everyone wanted him to be king. Yeah. Just make but him least, king. Then. But at least with John Snow, though, it's like kind of like a forced destiny, which I totally would buy into. Yeah. Get. I, yeah. I, I, I was like fine. Yeah, we're him. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting though. I was waiting for like 
something as like like they kill off all the White Walkers in the third episode. But I was still waiting for like at the end, like you see Bran sitting on a throne and he like re- reveals his arm and he's it's like starts to be blue, like he's turning into like the Night King because he got touched or <laughs> yes, something. Yes, yeah, or something yeah. Like. No, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Like would, would would be feasible or it happened too because like there always seemed to me like some some kind of like hidden like sinister undertone. Yeah, yeah with, I agree. The grayscale like, and stuff like and that too. Yeah, his connection with like being a uh, a third eye raven and stuff like that. So you know, um, that's that was one of my theories too. Was that like Rand would would end up being a rival, a a, a really big rival for for an undisclosed reason that that would have been revealed but wasn't between him and you know the Night King. You know, because the Night King felt so threatened by him for some odd reason. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, overall, when I'm looking at the series and how the end of season, the last season, like they, they kind of tried to do what the earlier seasons did when they would randomly kill off someone surprisingly, but it felt like the right choice. They're just like, okay, well that guy he died off, but that made sense now, even though I'm pissed because I like that character. But when it got to the later seasons, they were making these choices and killing people off, and like that, the last few episodes. Just the, cha- the choices that they made well, not, in the story yeah. just felt completely wrong. Right. So what, what was it? It was like the fifth season, though, when when the series began to diverge completely yeah. from from the source material, right? Yeah. So yeah. It was during that point where, where, it, where it was on the fast track to like conclude, you know, the storylines. Everyone was and, in speedboats and jetpacks. Yeah, they get to you know, place but, place. And and you know it was it was fine up until this last season, because um, this last season felt way like too rushed, more rushed than than other seasons. Yeah, especially when Danny turning turning like. Yeah, just, that like, was. It, it could, I mean, it they showed elements of it for each season of like you know. Oh yeah, it was built Sam's, up to that dad and brother and like things like that so it was, it was definitely building up but i think i still people felt like it was a shock i was expecting it to happen at some point i um, felt that she should have had the course of redemption she should have been one of the good guys at the end that, that all the things and the people that she surrounded herself with that were all good aligned people would have had more of a sway on her but it pretty much was a slap in the face that and eh, none of that mattered she's just gonna yeah. do what she wants anyway like she's been doing yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, really the reason why I, a lot of people didn't like it. Like if, she, if she did have like that type of redemption where she was kind of teetering back and forth of, on, on being like the bad person now, like or, or like mm-hmm. the, the villain. Um, and that was fine, too, that they were like walking that line. But I, I, you know, with all of like the character development that they had with her and her connection with Jon Snow and stuff like that, you know, um, I would have liked that some sort of attempt with her try to, to, to try to make it work with Jon Snow and yeah. come to some sort of like um you know um even ground with him where like okay we can both still rule and figure out a way to do it both together. Yeah, we will never kneel to each other or something along those lines because was, it, I mean, uh, yeah and I would have been satisfied with that type of ending. Um but it was kind of like a like a let's just end it and like and let's just do this formula. And it does it did feel like a formula. It did, yeah. It was like a little bit like paint by number, just follow this because yeah. it's what they set up. And I would have been more shocked with her having the redemption, like we were talking about, over what they did with her because we've seen that coming for so many seasons. We've seen her turning that alignment shift, 
and you knew you're like, well, she's probably going to turn evil just because she hasn't changed. But if she would have changed, that would have been one of those moments like, all right, that was awesome. She's now one of the good guys. We can have faith in her, see her story arc to the end. And just what they did just didn't feel right. Now, now here's the thing, though. All right. So the main storyline is done. But now you have this plan for for prequel, uh, you know, Game of Thrones shows to come out. And honestly, like, I'm not really that excited about them. You know? No, if it would have been sequels, not prequels, like individual character arcs, like an anthology series, like you were mentioning with Stranger Things, I'd be more interested in it. But when you already know where it's going, I don't like that whole this is what happened before to lead to that, unless it's so far ahead. It is like something very, like it's like right. five thousand so, years. But, yeah. but, but yeah. also, but also, if, if no the Lannisters. last like season is any indication, you know what I mean? It, it, it's it's kind of going to be like they're not going to know, know what uh, to do. The writers they're... are kind of just going to like go for the formula or the paint by numbers we were just talking about. You know what I mean? So. Because, I mean, if they're going to set it 5,000 years before everything, why couldn't they make it 5,000 years after everything? Because we already know this story. We've lived the history, well, not now we have to go back and find it. This franchise is not that. I would have liked 5,000 years after. This franchise is not going to be uh, going away anytime soon. This is a moneymaker. No. <laughs> so it's... Oh, so Brian, Brian's definitely on board, though. For yeah, part. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to be like, you're not watching it. No, I'll watch it. It's, <laughs> no, I'm, well, I mean, I'm not going to be like that either, though. I'm certainly yeah. I'm gonna watch it. it too. Yeah. yeah, you know, I invested like so so much time in Game of Thrones, and 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 I genuinely like the Game of Thrones mythos. Uh, yes, and, you know, uh, but the writing though is has kind of fallen off, especially with the lack of, I guess, urgency with uh, with Martin in yeah. with the books. I, I, you know what I'm saying? He's not gonna fucking finish that thing. And look, the guy's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I just don't see it happening. <laughs> He's just enjoying the money from the and I wouldn't be royalties. Surprised, though, that I wouldn't be surprised that he like he'll diverge now from what the television series has established and he how says the, he's how not going he, to. But yeah, I seen that in an interview. Him saying too that none of this has changed what he's planning to do. But if he are, if you he know about that subconsciously, you as a creative person, yeah, it's going to be in the back of your mind, and you're going to be like, well, maybe that's a good idea. I like that. That could fit into my story. So it's always going to have some kind of element of persuasion in his writing from now on well as long as he explains it and he's not obviously he's not rushing through things because his books are so huge but yes (laughs) um so another so let's go moving away from game of thrones um another show have you guys been watching have you heard about yellowstone on paramount no i I have no idea what that's about that's what kevin costner it's like about the park no it's 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 (laughs) It's the guy um, Taylor Sheridan who did uh, Sicario and Hell on High Water and Wind River. He uh, it, it's it's in the second season now. It's on Paramount Network. It's that's Kevin, on Paramount, right? Yeah, yeah Kevin Costner. Exactly sure, what it was about. It's um, like a modern I day western. Watching the Waco series that they had uh, about a year or two. Oh ago. right, yeah, I was gonna watch and that. That was actually really good. Yeah. Um. So, but I wasn't sure if there was any connection with Yellowstone and Waco. They're no, kind I of mean, it's like the same. You know. Whatever the same type of production. Yeah, it's it's cursing. Is there's nudity? It's like it's like a cable network now. So it's not like it's. I mean, there's still, there's commercials on it, but it's it's quality TV and it's 
uh, <clears throat> you know, it's got Kevin Costner in it. So it's a modern day Western where it's like this guy owns this ranch and then people from casinos are coming in. There's the Native American side of things. And, and it's, it's just like a kind of like almost like a mob thing too, because it's very like corrupt and it's like all of them just kind of going, wanting to land. So it's like a modern day Western. So it's really good. Um, now, Brian, something I wanted to ask you about, we never yeah. got a chance to talk about. Westworld because it seems like we had varying opinions on Westworld. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I certainly, I, but the second season, I was kind of like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> yeah, it was I, really I like a lot of. I'm still like that. I'm like, I'm I think like, it's Whoa. like so well written, and uh, you know, looking, it's clever. It's definitely yeah. clever enough. That's coming for, back, but I don't know when. Whoa, I'm, I have a thunderstorm happening, so hopefully, the power doesn't go out. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I like I like what I've seen so far with Woo. the new season, with with the the trailers that they've been putting out. It it, it looks very different, and yeah. I kind of like that. See, I like the first season a lot, and the second season it seemed like they were like you said it was clever, right? But it seemed like they were out clevering themselves. Yeah. They were always trying to outdo the next thing, and it felt to me like Legion. How we've talked about Legion with the second season of Legion, just. What are they doing? I'm, I'm yeah, got a headache yeah. from all of this craziness. It's like so, wait, the funny everyone's thing about, robots. Oh. <laughs> the funny it's thing like, about Legion is, but then they're that, not. Uh, the first season was excellent. The second season was like, what? What is the direction here? Where are they going with it? And um, it was kind of getting too much with like the strangeness and the weirdness of it, where where it didn't really make sense. But yeah. the third and season is awesome. The third yeah. season is actually really good. And I'm pleased with with the direction it's going, and I'm glad that it's the final season where they're wrapping everything. They can up. tell the story. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that way with um, uh, not what well, we were just talking about Legion, but Preacher. The second season of Preacher was one that uh, it just didn't feel like as good as the first season. It didn't have those big action moments. It didn't. But have you liked the, the third season though. You're, so the uh, and the third season really was like. great. The third season felt like the first season. It had it just had that story flow to it with the, the feel of the, the unexpected that wasn't trying to be stupidly over the top. It had reasons for everything that happened, but it still had that chaos yeah. to it. Yeah, it was very, um, it, 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 it was very, uh, um, it had that creepy and macabre feeling uh, or vibe. Uh, yeah, definitely. Person. Like the whole thing. Chainsaw Massacre Bayou stuff in a way, like the, yeah, yeah. down in the South in New Orleans. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the whole black magic aspect, too, which was kind of interesting. In the a little bit of voodoo, yeah. Did you did you watch any of that, Brian, uh, Preacher? No, I didn't watch Preacher or Legion. Um, uh, I don't Preacher, know. I don't, I don't know. Good too. Uh, Pre- Preacher is, like, based on a comic book, and, and it it definitely has, like, a punk rock and rockabilly vibe to it, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, outlaw country. Oh, well, Seth, Seth Rogen and then and, and Evan Goldberg, they produced that, and they also produced The Boys, got circling back around. So, And yeah. Seth Rogen yeah. makes it a cameo in this as well. I don't know. Yeah, you might you might like Preacher. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, Joe, do you think Brian will like Preacher? I saw, like, I think commercials that, of it. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I think that if he gave it a chance, and yep, it was slow at first. The first yeah. two episodes felt slow. But then you'll just, I think, enjoy the craziness of it. But the characters are really what makes the show. The casting is great, and the yeah. big, the big setups for things are just unexpected and weird and odd. Like the guy that had the meat suit, 
like the suit made out of it. Yes, <laughs> so it was, it was like slabs of meat. But I, he was I do losing like, his mind. I do like how each season, though, is basically its own self-contained story or adventure yeah, between the characters that are basically going on a road trip, you know, between the first and second season and, um, you know, whatever, their adventures are continuing. But, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously there is like like a specific a threat or a specific bad guy for each season. And I, I kind of like that, that they went that direction mm-hmm. in, in telling the story. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to, to the, the new season, which starts tomorrow, actually. Oh, is yeah, it? Okay. two hour, two hour premiere season. Um, but, but yeah, Brian, uh, just real quick on that. Yeah. I think you you would like it because it doesn't really it really doesn't have any aspects of a comic book show. So watching it, you can go into it and think this is just a over the top action. Uh, and I think um, I think it, it kind of does go in, in the direction of Brian, Brian's uh, sense of humor, especially yeah. towards religion. Yeah, definitely. Like, they, they poke fun of religion like it's. The name preacher for the show and the preacher being the main character and what he does and who he is and his backstory is very ironic. All right. Maybe I'll give it a shot at some point. The problem with like a lot lot of TV now is there's so much of it and it's kind of like I'm kind of starting to get away from the network TV and I just want to just watch things at my own pace because there's just so much of it. Like I want to watch Good Omens. I didn't get to watch that yet. I didn't get to watch uh, the last season of Catastrophe on Amazon, which is a uh, funny or was a funny show. I don't know if that's still funny, but <laughs> I, I still need to get caught up in watching that the next season of the tick. It's on Amazon. They canceled that though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But I still it was still fun while it was while it lasted. They canceled that was a show um, I never got into. Yeah. Man in the High Castle was another one on Amazon that I really liked. They ended up canceling. I really, I really liked it too. But I I didn't get beyond the first season. I only watched the first season. Yeah. But the same first here. season was great. Yep. Freaking lightning and storm right now. <laughs> you're, you're all fidgety there. I see. I know. Looking, I keep like, seeing the lightning the, come through the through the, the lightning monster's just, gonna hop through the window. I'm yeah. be like waiting. All of a sudden, the computer's gonna go zoop and zap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, what's going on over there? You keep like turning on the oh, lights and shutting them off. <laughs> well, no, that was that was my wife came downstairs to let the dogs out, so she flicked the light on. Do you want to see me, or do you want me sitting in the dark? Whoa. Fucking lightning! <laughs> we don't have to see I'll, your face. I'll, I'll I'll put the light back on because you you definitely want to see me. Um, was, <laughs> so you can scare the rats. I'll, I'll protect you from the lightning monster. It what, won't get you, Brian, because so, I'm too ugly. <laughs> so one show that's coming back. I wanted to talk about a few things that are coming up. Uh, new shows. Have you guys seen the first season of Mindhunter on Netflix? What is I it? haven't. Uh, I heard a lot about it mainly from you. Yeah. And, um, it is one of those shows, though, that I intend to see, and I like shows like that. Like, yeah, I uh, think you would like it. Prime, like, like morbid crime. Good acting. Like Ray, Ray is like one of my all-time favorites off of HBO now. Wait, which one? A uh, True Detective. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see the last season. Uh, the third season. I liked it. I liked yeah. the third season. Uh, the third season was good. Chris and I keep like going back and watching Sopranos. Like we wanted to watch Sopranos. We're like just kind of like slowly like rewatching it, or I'm rewatching it. I don't think she's seen most seasons, but um, yeah, right. So- a, show, a show that you mentioned, I still need to watch is Sabrina the Teenage Witch because that sounds great. All right, the podcast I still is need, over it's now. It's on my list. 
was, was no, I'm, I'm serious. The Sabrina, the Netflix show, the Sabrina, really the Teenage Witch show on there is it's like, like the darker version or something. Yeah, like well, okay. which I mean, is and it is definitely darker than than the comedic vehicle on ABC, but um, it's very true towards the the comic book series that it's based on, which is happening right now. Uh, and, yeah, the Archie and horror line is great. It's very gothic. It deals with a lot of occult stuff and like black magic stuff, and it's very well written, very well done, and it's it kind of has like that X Files feel to it. It's kind of like X Files. It's kind of like um, I don't know. It's kind of like Creature almost too, where it's it it walks that like edgy line, but it has a sense of humor to it also. Um, but I think you'll like it a lot, actually, Joe. Like you you definitely would understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably more so than than Brian, just because you're a comic book guy. You know what I mean? He's like lucky. Well, no, but but I mean, Brian's never been one for like you know um, dark stuff though. Like you know, like really like overly dark stuff. Yeah, I I know. He's like I don't watch horror movies because I I pee my pants. Like not horror. Like yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Horror. It's definitely horror influenced. Okay. You know, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. There's only so much uh, I can take. Well, the new season like, of Stranger Things, totally I was like, you, Ugh, it's kind of gooey. I, I could totally see you checking it out and saying, <laughs> and saying like, this is going to give me nightmares. I don't know if oh, I'm yeah. going to keep watching it yeah. like that. <laughs> I get some <laughs> fucked up nightmares. I had I just was dreaming yesterday of just like, I had like a cookie at like 10.30 at night. So it gave me like all weird dreams. It's like, <laughs> what oh, kind <laughs> of cookie was it, Brian? It was a, it was... <laughs> We just oh, they just had a cookie shop open up in town, so it was like it was like a salted caramel cookie. It kind was of thing. a it's circle just, jerk. No, <laughs> not that. It was a all natural. It was very jerk. salty. No hemp, hemp chip cookie. No, I mean, shout, <laughs> shout out to the punk rock band, the circle jerk. Oi, oi, oi. Um. Also, have you guys the new season of Peaky Blinders is coming out? Probably it'll be probably wintertime, but I think in BBC it's coming out in UK. Do you guys watch that one at all? The fucking Peaky Blinders. I haven't. No? That that another one is like I've been getting so many people telling me, you know, get on it and watch it and you'll like it. Yeah, it's only six episodes this season, so it's- I haven't I haven't gotten on it yet. You know, uh, you know, I have to watch like episode one, season one. It takes know? like a couple episodes. Yeah, it's like. How how I was for Rick and Morty. Like it took about five episodes for me to get into that show. It took you like two years to get into that show. Yeah, and, and way way later than everyone else was getting. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. I'm like, all right, the the Mister Meeseeks episode is the one that got me into Rick and Morty. <laughs> Look at me, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Going off of Rick and Morty, did you know what that was based off of? One of their original cartoons that Justin Roiland worked on. Oh. It was called The House of Cosby. Oh, and it was just a bunch of Bill Cosby, like all of his personalities in a way in a house being lazy and not wanting to do anything and someone just trying to get rid of them all. But they're all just doing their thing like, I'm Bill Cosby in the bathtub. I'm just going to bath myself. I got my pudding pops. It took, it took me a while to get used Look, to his voice, like with, because like with Morty or, or Rick or was like always burping. Well, yeah, and the burping, and thankfully he kind of downtoned that a little bit, yeah. and then just him saying, "Yeah, Morty," every two seconds. Morty, Morty, like he just kept doing Morty every other line. It's like it's, you have to get used to it after a while, you know. Yeah, you have. It's one of those shows like it's kind of like when you watch. Harry Potter, you have to realize that they might not be the best characters in the show or your favorite characters in the show, 
So once you can kind of get over that, I don't really care that much for Rick or Morty, but I like Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah. Um, have you? So you are you guys going to get Disney Plus when it comes out in November? I will immediately. Yes. Yeah, me too. Right. It's like those bastards think? are tying it into all of the Marvel stuff, then I gotta keep and up. And Star all Wars, that. the Mandalorian, and like coming right out. The, yeah. Out yeah. The yeah. I'm Who cares about that? that? It's probably going to take me a while though to, to, to that catch great. that bus though and get on it, you know. Um, yeah, it's because I'm like own only all now considering uh, subscribing to CBS Access only because of uh, oh Picard, right? That's coming the, up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's going to pull me in too. You know, but what they showed, uh, what premiered from um, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Awesome. What and else do they have in CBS Access though? What else? What? Is, Discovery, what else? Star Trek Discovery. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, besides the two Star Trek stuff, what else do they have on that platform? Don't, they don't have really, Twilight Zone. Nothing else matters. We, well, Twilight Zone, I'm a big fan of too. Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm definitely a fan of like the yeah. Twilight Zone, and uh, never, I like been, what yeah. uh, Jordan Peele is doing with with uh, horror genre. Yeah. So um, you know, has that, anyone that ever watched to, the, to subscribe to CBS Access? Certainly. Speaking but it's of really Jordan like Peele, shows in Twilight Zone. Has anyone watched Big Mouth on Netflix? No. That it's just basically a very vulgar and raunchy cartoon about teenage sexual exploits <laughs> and hormones. That they, they just like high school or teen middle school kids. I don't remember their age, but they have these hormone monsters that keep telling them to do all these fucked up things. Is it animated? And they're just. Yeah, it's an animated okay, okay, show. Okay. It's it's very along the lines of Rick and Morty, okay. that type of I'm, stuff. But it's I'm still one of those watching ones that, I did. Um, that that animated series on Netflix though with the horse. Bojack well, Horseman. I tried watching an episode. Yeah, I think I turned it off halfway through. I'm like, nah, this is not for me. No, it's kind of, it's kind of funny though. It's 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 I know very love dark. It, but... It's very dark though. It's, I heard there's a lot of ska references in it too. Humor. <laughs> That's still not going to draw me in with the ska. But... Yes, it will. I seen your profile pic. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, I I was today at a, I was was at a place and I had a checkered floor, so I'm like, oh, I gotta take a picture. <laughs> it was probably an Italian restaurant. It had nothing no, to do it was with some Scott. guy's house. It was like his man. <laughs> oh. den. It was at the, his the man den, where the pool party yeah. was. Where the pool party was. And he had like autographed Sopranos stuff on. I was like, oh, cool. this cool. see, it was an Italian house. <laughs> yeah, nice nice yeah. pool. Yeah, it was. It's like don't mind the dead bodies that are in the bottom of it, weighing it down, <laughs> cement bricks. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, well, do you guys want to end this in, on TV, or you want to go into some some movies I've seen recently? I'm fine with talking about some movies. Yeah, we can talk. Ray, about Ray, you up for it? Hellboy. Movies, oh, that uh, sucked. Yeah, movies. Let <laughs> let movies be the dessert of uh, this entree. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> From the small screen to well, the big screen. Joe, did you get Hellboy? I sent it to you because I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I, I that does it. not look I, good to me at all. I, was, looks, I, I wanted to turn minority. off five minutes in. I, for me, so I you didn't finish see it, it as almost no, a continuation it. of the the trilogy, even though it's a reboot. It just felt like the other movies. So I don't know where the the disconnect is between the first two movies just, and that one. It just it seemed like bad. It it felt like a sci fi movie. It felt like something from the nineties and like bad CGI. It didn't like. Like, I, I, mean, liked, you, I like David Harbour, but it, even him couldn't save the movie. It just like felt like I'm like being it went more along the lines of, of the comic, a little bit right. of the, the R rated horror element 
even though the comic wasn't really that dark and R-rated, it had some, you know, darker material. But Hellboy was just, I don't know, the this, this story setup felt more what he should be than an action superhero. Yeah. And that's kind of where I liked it. And I obviously, I probably, I'd say I liked the first Hellboy movie the, for the best. And this one would have been second over the Golden Army. I really wasn't a fan of the Golden Army because it felt like I've I was watching Hellboy, one. Hellboy slash, you know, the Dark Crystal with all of the <laughs> weird monster stuff that, that just Yelma felt out of place. Yeah. Instead of taking things from the myths and, and from fables like the comic does, they're just like, oh, here's a bunch of puppet looking things <laughs> <laughs> and some robots. Ooh, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just seemed, I was like, this is not a good movie. I was like, just watching it to watch it. And I was like, eh. Well, you, you didn't like Venom, though, either, right? Um, No, I actually, I, I I liked it, but it was a bad movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it. This one, like, I didn't enjoy it. I was just like, eh, okay. I, I wanted to turn it off. I was just wasn't entertained. Right, I think you might get where it's coming from, so I think you might actually get some interest. Out of, out of Hellboy? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and Get some I've never been a, uh, an overly big fan of, of Hellboy, the comics or the movies, but mm-hmm. I can appreciate, like, the movies, like, at least the the first two movies, which I've seen. And, um, I mean, I like, I like those movies definitely had some um, watchability towards them. But I have no desire to see the, the new one. The new one just didn't look good to me for whatever reason. Yeah. I like. I heard it was bad, but bad, but also but I'm not a fan anyway. of like. I'm also not a fan of like <laughs> imagining uh, movies. You know what I mean? Like, That's so, why I said it felt like it, it. It felt like it was a continuation, but a darker, more violent version. It really felt similar, like almost to the point where someone was sitting in the theater watching it that don't remember the first two movies. They're like, "Oh, this just takes place after the last one, right?" It really felt that way. I know they were trying to launch another, maybe a full trilogy with it, yeah. but that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this summer though was has been kind of light with like the blockbuster movies. There hasn't really been well besides Endgame, you know, um, of course, but to the extent yeah. of previous years, you know, um, not as much like you know um, must see movies. But obviously, the Spider Man movie, I yeah. went out to see right away, and I liked. And, I thought um, that was probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot too. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. No, I mean, I, I really like. It would be up there for me, but that and Homecoming are my favorite. I, th- I think this Tom Holland's just knocks it out of the park as both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's what I like about the this set of Spider-Man movies is that they got it. Like they they got the character down. They got Peter Parker down. And you know, Marvel's the guy involved. before, like Andrew Garfield, like those movies were like terrible. I didn't even, yeah, those actually, ones I've were, never even seen them. They were just, uh, they were, the, yeah. They just, the character didn't feel like Spider Man or the Peter actor, Parker. Like, but that casting was just off, though. Like, yeah. You know, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is Electro. Yeah, well, Electro was awful, too. But, but Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker was kind of forced to me, you know, um, I think that not so much him, but it, it feels like the writing for those movies. Like if he could have been decent, if the movies weren't just big 
Powell's yeah, a turd. Yeah, that's true. But the storylines <laughs> like the storylines in both of them were horrible. I didn't I didn't like even though that it is present in the comic books uh, or Spider-Man lore about his parents being yeah. agents and all that stuff. Even though you that take that, that, that with the '90s. Like I never liked that aspect in the comics, and and like to bring it to like you know um, a live action movie and make it a, a central part of the movies. Well, they you know, try uh, so hard, to, and they, they're still doing it. They try so hard to differentiate everything from the first Spider-Man trilogy. Now to the point, like one of the, my gripes about this new Spider-Man stuff is just how involved Tony Stark is. To the point where it seems like Tony Stark has taken the place of Uncle Ben. Because yeah. you never hear any mention of Uncle Ben, and like now Tony, Tony's who Peter looks up to, and he idolizes, and now he's gone, and it's like now he's going to move on and have that with great power comes great responsibility thing because of Tony Stark, and that irritates the hell out of me because Tony Stark shouldn't be so involved in creating any of Spider-Man's world at all. I, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. It's but a I nitpick. Think, I think since I'm... <laughs> So invested with the rest of the MCU movies, and and I like what they did with the Avengers movies and how they tied everything together. Oh, I agree with that. that. I, I definitely um, agree with that. It doesn't bother me as much uh, with Tony's involvement, but I totally get what you're saying in regards to him being the replacement towards like Uncle Ben, and because they didn't, they don't mention Uncle Ben at all. <laughs> like, no, not one bit. Like he's who, Uncle that went away. Part yeah. of like, Peter Parker. And there wasn't even like a brief mentioning of a flashback to what happened that Peter Parker decided to. That's like, all they have to do is a flashback, you know? Yeah. They like, we're going to casually, just like casually avoid this at any possibility that we could throw in some true background story to show that, yeah, Uncle Ben was what happened here. Right. Not, not Tony Stark. Marissa Tomei, though. Hmm. Ah. Well, I definitely <laughs> appreciate it. I, I like. I like Mysterio in the in the uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, I agree. Um, they done great. it really Jake, well. Yeah, Jake they, that was done really well. Uh, and um, he was one of yeah. the best Spider-Man villains since Doc Ock, easily in my mind. The setup was good too. I I think the setup on on how like they didn't reveal right away what Mysterio's grand scheme was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was like done pretty well because that's totally what Mysterio would do in the comics, like like this a type of deception. In this way, you know, what I didn't really like care for, though, too much was the connection that they made with Quentin Beck and Stark. Again, of course. Stark you know, like, why does Stark have to, like, connect, like, to, to everything? <laughs> the greatest villain in the MCU, in my mind, has been Tony Stark, because when you look at all the things that have happened, they had to form the Avengers because of him, like because of what he did. Like Ultron came from him, and all of and the villains the that are, thing. yeah, the Civil the War Spider-Man villain. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be the ghost of Tony Stark. Will be. Well, you're, you're. It sounds like you're ready to be the next Spider-Man villain because you're but like no. Tony Stark. I just, he's just. It's enough. He's gone. I know I, Robert Downey Jr. was one of the reasons that the whole thing's so successful. But holy crap, there's other people in the. Oh. movies that are decent just everything honestly, has to revolve honestly i'm i'm ready i'm ready for mcu to move on with well they are with a completely different direction avengers was great like tying that all in with with this um you know the first three phases and stuff like that is fine but now let's move on okay fine marvel has acquired 
or rather, not Marvel, but Fox. Fox. And so now we can have like X-Men movies in the MCU. I think they should give that a rest though for a while. For, I or, mean, or it seems Fantastic like it's going Four. to be. Yeah. Fantastic Four, if anything, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably do that before yeah. X-Men. The thing with Fantastic Four is that you're pulling from so many villains too. Like you have so many great villains that can come from that before even introducing the Fantastic Four. You could have a Nihilus, Galactus, Kang. Uh, yeah, I'm all like for that. I'm all for the cosmic. Uh, side well, that's the way things. they're going. They got the internals that they're they're doing with an excellent yeah. cast. Oh uh, yeah, but the Eternals is like kind of weird though because not you know Eternals is just as a comic book, it's never been a big like vehicle. Well, look at Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. That's like one of the better Marvel stuff. So. It has become that. It certainly has become that. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, well, it's just like you Guardians of the Eternals, Galaxy. You could have started with like Silver Surfer mm-hmm. or, or Fantastic Four and stuff like that. That could have been like the, the the open door towards the cosmic end. But now, like, I think what it what what Marvel's mindset is is that, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was such an unexpected hit. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, we could do that with Eternals, and <laughs> and and make like a like another franchise out of it, you know. Well, so I'm thinking that Eternals is more of a setup movie for something, and I'm thinking that if they're going the route that they're going with, basically the Eternals are cosmic gods; they're very powerful characters. It's probably going to split off either if they start doing this multiverse stuff, or it's going to split off into something leading up to the Eternals do what they're doing and cause major chaos. And maybe something happens like the Annihilation Wave to introduce one of these other villains or they go up against the or, or irk the ire of someone like Galactus. And it they only maybe have a one shot movie. And it's just I see you, Brian. No, I just, like, I just, see, I just see Ray's ear. I was just like crying because he needs headphones. <laughs> well, because I'm the only one that's not wearing headphones. Yeah, I know. I, I just think that Eternals is just pushing something else. It has a different agenda other than what they're kind of doing with Guardians to well, actually have Doctor a place. Well, Doctor Strange Multiverse is the, is the next title for that for that one. So that's, And it's supposed to be more horror uh of the Are you going to be able to watch it, Brian, in the dark? Um, uh, hopefully, I have take... my wife there to hold hold my hand. But I I could send you a headlamp light <laughs> that you can put on your head in theater. That's like a nightlight, maybe. Yeah, well, so it's just set on the front row, so I no just, one else can bother by. Night lights, yeah. <laughs> it is funny though how how Marvel is deliberately taking like very obscure characters and really trying to le- legitimize them and, and and make them totally mainstream like shang chi like yeah. obviously like you know, i'm excited that, for that like, trust me out. i am excited yeah, i mean for i'm that. very excited about that too it's but, marvel but, kung like, fu the comic they fans mean? are really excited about that but everyone else is like who the fuck is like shang chi <laughs> i just hope it's not like iron <laughs> or fist who is like, the, kind of who are like the Eternals, you know? yeah if the MCU had my Iron Fist, if they were doing Iron Fist, they probably would have done him in place of Shang-Chi. But I yeah. think that it would have been totally different. It would have been actually they would have had the budget. Well, to do well there was his- that rumor that that Shang-Chi would have been introduced within the Iron Fist television series. Yeah. So, but so I, guess they were, um, I would have been down for that. that I guess they were awesome. hinted at under movies like Iron Man 3 or well, with the, Mandal- Man- the Mandarin, I think is supposed to be in that. That one. He's yeah. he's the gonna real, be the, the villain. One. Yeah, the real one. The real Mandarin's yeah, gonna yeah, yeah the, the villain in Shang Chi, because he had a big role. Mandarin was a big role in the early 
Shang-Chi stuff in the comics yes. before he was really thrown in as much well, of the main, the main with the Iron Man was, stuff. was like Fu Manchu, though. Like Fu Manchu was like the main villain in the Shang-Chi or the master of uh, Kung the, Fu comics. The Mandarin was a big part around that same era. The Mandarin and the Ten Rings. That was a big thing in the Shang-Chi. He was a Shang-Chi character, not before Iron Man. He still got involved with the early Iron Man stuff. But in the 70s, when Iron Man kind of wasn't selling, they pushed him over into Shang-Chi. So he has history in the Shang-Chi comics. I, I, guess, I guess it's better late than ever because because uh, the way they handled Mandarin in Iron Man 3 was like completely awful. That was yeah. a disaster. Well, that's and, why like, they had to do that little short – that little short that they did that introduced that there is a real Mandarin. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, I think you sent me a link on that one. There's a DV. It was on, I think, I can't remember. Was it was it on extra? Thor Dark World. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was an extra, and it had yes, um, yeah. the fake Mandarin in prison, and yeah. then you had someone coming and getting him and said that uh, we, the band doesn't appreciate you impersonating his name. We're going to have some words or something along those lines, and it was just established what? because okay. the fans were in – Arms against up and arms against the whole. But but concept. how awesome how awesome would it have been to see the 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 legit Mandarin in Iron Man three, where I know they would have introduced the rings. I didn't like Iron Man three because of that. I was just like what? Iron I, Man three was awful. I yeah I wasn't a fan. <laughs> That's like one of my but, least favorite Marvel. But, but, ones. Mandarin, but Mandarin is is like he's like the Lex Luthor to. To, to Superman, where okay. you know, you know, like to you know, he would have been like the Lex Luthor to Iron Man, basically. Okay. Yeah. So like he's like when you think of Iron Man, you think of Mandarin. When you think of Batman, you think of Joker. When you think of Superman, you think of Lex Luthor. So, so like. Yeah, Mandarin was his major full wheel. Yeah, they, like to make him like a fall character in Iron Man Three was just awful. Because Iron Man really didn't have a big villain, like an overarching villain. He had Ironmonger, and then you had Whiplash, and AIM. In, com- in the comic books, he had the Mandarin. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. How can you not, how can I'm saying no. I'm saying in the Whiplash. MCU. Yeah. You bring in Whiplash, and you're not going to bring in the legit Mandarin. And, yep. and the legit Mandarin, like he totally would have tied like the cosmic side of, of of Marvel with, you know, um. You know the contemporary threats of, of that that Iron Man was dealing with. Been bang boom. So it would have been awesome. <laughs> and then I guess we're getting a new blade. It's, I mean, I actually never even seen any blades because it was vampires and scary. Uh, I like but. the blades. Though. <laughs> <laughs> First blade's good. The Some motherfuckers really are always good. trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> I remember watching that the first one in theaters when it came out and. No one knew it was based on a comic that like no one I knew had any clue. And I'm like, yeah, right. that's a comic book movie, guys. Yeah. No yeah. one had any idea. Yeah. We just watched a comic book movie. No, because they no, were used you know to what? like what was Blade on in the was 90s, like, like, like the Batman movies. Blade, Blade had like like techno industrial dance music, you know, as the soundtrack and, and people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it had that. It had that feel too of the the filmography felt like it was like a nine inch nails music video a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> but but um yeah, and I, I did I did like the first Blade movie and the second Blade movie I actually liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro obviously directed that one and that was very surprising to me the first time I saw it. I don't I think really the third one was awful. The third one what? wasn't awful. So it wasn't watch, great. So I, but I, I thought watch the third the first one was two. awful, Joe. <laughs> I didn't like the third one at all. I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't 
So I, 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 I had high expectations after the second movie, and I really hoped it would have been awesome because they were introducing the Night Stalkers. Yeah. And, and Hannibal King uh, as well. And well Brian, ha- I, I definitely I, I think. think I, yeah. I think a big reason why I didn't like Lady Trinity was because Ryan Reynolds was in it, and he was Hannibal King. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely not who I would have picked. Yeah, I mean. Ryan Reynolds for years like was like I have to be in a comic book movie and I have to make it big as a comic book character. So he tried it with with like Hannibal King, Origins. and then he tried it with Green Lantern and Green Lantern yeah. was a disaster. Hannibal King wasn't a humorous character in the comic whatsoever. He was totally stoic and kind of like an asshole. Doing, he, but <laughs> he was being Ryan Ryan Reynolds exactly, in the movie, which is like not what you would expect. But I don't think that Brian, you'd be afraid of the Blade movies because they're not that scary. Right. It's I a lot of. Lot of- <laughs> <laughs> I, I joke, but I just yeah, it was never like my thing. But, I don't know. But, but definitely that that was some of the the stepping stones for any of the Marvel movies. That was in what ninety eight was when the first one came out ninety seven. So yeah, that was yeah. before like Spider Man, before X Men. Yeah, like like the 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 movies coming out at the time that were related to comic books uh, were few and far between. Batman and Robin and shit like that. As a comic book fan, it was like you take, you, you you take what you can get. Yeah. So it was exciting for, to have a Blade movie, you know, and you're like, holy shit, they're making a Marvel movie, and that was just exciting within itself. Well, that movie um, is what bankrolled them out of bankruptcy. That's where it started because it made surprisingly yes. made more money than they expected and that's how they got the money to start do the, splitting to off do like the movies people, the properties were starting to get hot they're like maybe we can make something with x-men and they were selling off those characters the different companies because people wanted them like iron man jumped around and captain america jumped around from a bunch of different studios and no one did anything with them yeah and, and after, now like and and, and now the finest actors are, you know, want a piece of like comic book movie. Yeah, you have Anthony when, like, Hopkins back in the playing day, like, no Odin. Respect- <laughs> no respectable actor wanted anything to do with superhero movies. Nope. And th- there's something too that bothered me. I think it was Jason Statham. It's like I don't want anything to do with those Marvel movies. They're goofy comic book movies. That's not mine. And then he's in like stuff like Crank '86 and like Fast and the Furious. Uh, yeah, like- yeah, that, that's yeah, that because <laughs> they were of money they wanted, box office. They yeah. were rumoring him to be Bullseye. In the Netflix series, you know, at one mind. point, you know, mind. Jason Statham. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I remember. And it's just like, well, you're gonna come crawling back because you're gonna realize that it's an instant bank account boost <laughs> to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I, I totally there. could have seen that though. Like he would have been all right though as uh, as Bullseye. Um. So I mean, so what? Uh, moving away from superhero stuff, I'm like Ray, you, you saw Once Upon a Time, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. I have, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm a big Tarantino fan, and um, and so I find value in every one of his movies. So I knew offhand though that that I I would have liked it either way. Yeah. There, to me, there's no such thing as as a as a bad Tarantino movie. It's just that some movies are better than others. Yeah. But I just like fanboy. He plays with genre genre <laughs> of films. And stuff like that. So, wouldn't that be um, something though if he does the Star Trek movie? <laughs> yeah, that you know, that's still weird to me. Even though I'm a Trek fan, and and uh, you wouldn't think that Tarantino would be a good match with Star Trek, but yeah. uh, okay, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's see, let's sure. see what he does with it. You know, but it would have to be. I, it would have to be in the in the. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It would have to be something in the hollow deck. 
<laughs> it would be something Trapped. like you know, trapped on a holodeck. Like, like a um, like a like a red shirt crew member dying a slow and painful death, but before he dies a slow and painful death, he, he laments for about five minutes and, and it has will, this long dialogue. It'll <laughs> deal with his pop. addiction to the hollow crystals. With the soundtrack to some random like uh, Italian spaghetti uh, the, the soundtrack. I, you know what the funny thing is? I, I was in a conversation uh, the other day with a friend that is also a big Trek fan, and he, he even asked me too. He's also a Tarantino fan also, and he asked me like what type of soundtrack do I think would be in a, in a Trek movie that's directed by Tarantino? And I said, Tarantino's probably going to take the original music from this, the original series of Star Trek, the 60s series. Yeah. And add and, guitars, and add guitars to it. What, what's that? <laughs> add guitars to it. <laughs> but yeah, I could totally see him like using like, you know, the original music that's and all the, the all the weird sound effects and stuff and like make the, it retro make, make it a, a, as retro as he possibly can yeah know? he'll make it work if you, if that's what he, if that's what he does is this his ninth one so he's got one more to do that's the rumor uh you know because he's always said though that he's only going to do 10 movies and then after movies he's just going to delve into writing books about films um, but I could totally see him doing something like Jay-Z where Jay-Z says that he's retiring from, from making albums and then let two years or three years pass and then like start like putting out yeah, the album. He'll do a TV series yeah. then instead. Yeah. Something like that. You know, he can so, pretty much get whatever he wants to. So yeah, like he's going to get bored one day and be like, you know what? I have the ability to come back and I can do it. And you know, that's probably what's going to happen. You know, after a break, maybe, you know, yeah. like two, one or two years or three years or however long. It's so tough getting to a movie theater, though, so I don't know if I'll be able to get to see this one yet until, like, video. I saw, like, oh, Toy- that, yeah. Because I saw oh, Toy yeah, Story no, 4 and then, I, yeah, that's I like it. it. Um, it's, it's a different, okay, so I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely similar to Tarantino's uh, Tarantino's earlier movies mm-hmm. like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs in that it has that type of pace Whoa. and it, it, it is a lot more about the character development than it is about the violence unlike his later movies which are really about the violence like Kill Bill uh, or um, <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't like the last Django one and Chains. yeah I didn't like that one I like Django and Chains a lot actually um, I actually haven't seen Hateful Eight yet I haven't seen that Hateful Eight oh okay Hateful Eight was okay yeah um yeah it was okay you know like and dialogue wise like there's there's definitely moments dialogue wise uh but um i liked inglorious bastards yeah i mean as a follow-up to to inglorious bastards and and um django and chain like django and chain and and inglorious bastards definitely are are over or ahead of hateful eight by far Mm-hmm. You know, like those are definitely like to me, like in terms of like the top, let's say five Tarantino movies. You have Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh, Inglorious Bastards, um, Jackie Andrew Brown. Kane. I haven't seen Jackie then, Brown either. I actually, I really love that. Or movie. And then maybe I'm a Pam, I'm a, what's the other one? I'm a Pam Greer fan too. So, oh, okay. oh I, you know, J- Jackie Brown is underrated. <laughs> it's definitely underrated. Yeah. Right? It, it, I really like that movie. I've seen it recently a few times, and it's probably one of my favorites of his. It just feels different, but it's also a tribute to the old black exploitation films. It's just great. 
I like undercover yeah. brother. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. No, not Pootie Tang. <laughs> Sad, sad is that different? Is that a different movie? That's, yeah, it is. That's yeah. Sadate. <laughs> yeah. I know it is. <laughs> I, I had uh, someone. I was doing a garage sale today, and I had someone come up and pulled out "Don't Be a Menace" to South Central while sipping your that's juice a, in the hood. One, and yeah. he he had like his twelve year old daughter with him, and he's looking at her. He's like, "Yeah, you wouldn't appreciate this movie. I'm a kid of the '90s, so I get it. You can't watch this." <laughs> <laughs> That's that's even funny that you even have that movie. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is that? That's a great movie. Some kid with cheeseburger. I don't know. That, I don't know. That's one of those one of those things I wouldn't imagine you to like have. A movie. I got that. I got that on Voodoo. Uh, yeah. I got like a thousand <laughs> movies now on Voodoo. I'm I'm getting up there. I'm yeah. about like seven seven fifty. Oh okay. So I do like the just the digital and then yeah just all the sales and I do swag bucks. So it's like, I do these, it's taking me a while, but every, I just donate or donate. I usually just put all that money towards when I get like a hundred dollars, I'll just go buy a bunch of, uh, movies and stuff on voodoo. Yeah. I just converting a lot of the DVDs I have. I yeah, keep most too, of my yeah. Blu-rays, but DVDs are kind of for mm -hmm. me. It's like, I don't really want to root taking up all the space. Yeah. All right. And they have, Pretty decent sales, me like voodoo. Yeah, like on the weekend they have the, the four ninety nine sales. That's usually when it like gets stuff. Um, so I sold Toy Story four. So did you guys see that one? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I, I didn't like. I didn't like it as much as the other ones. I don't I, know. I, it was funny. I liked but it. It seems like everyone's raving about it. Yeah, it was so. It, it was the saddest out of them all. Uh, just because that chapter seems like it came to a close. Was, I mean, yeah, they might arc. continue it, yeah. but. But the, how can you do another movie without the that, two together? That, yeah, like that it's character, just... yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, my son, my, that was my son's first movie, and he sat through, well, he, within 20 minutes, he was moving up around the movie theater. It's like, and he's like look, looking up at the projector. I'm like, no, sit down, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did, did, did you ever catch uh, Into the Spider-Verse, though? Have you ever seen yeah, that? I saw, yeah, I saw that in the movie theater, actually, uh, when it when it came out. So I, I liked it. I, I think I think it was threaded threaded wrong for the movie because it looked like it was 3D, but it wasn't, and everything <laughs> was all blurry. So it was like kind of weird. Well, you're, watching you're it. describing like the, the 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 comic book look of the no, movie. No, no, it wasn't that. It was actually like it actually looked it actually looked blurry. It looked like it was. Have so I have think you it, seen it digitally or on? No, on I need to. Yeah, the, but I'm maybe pretty, it was something at the theater. I think it was something with the theater. I think that's why I was saying yeah. it was like threaded wrong because because it yeah. definitely hasn't like Ray was saying it has an offset yeah. comic print look yeah. to it. But, but it looked blurry, not, like blurry. Yeah, like, there was uh, and I, I remember what you're talking about because I remember seeing that too. But I took it as like part of the style of the movie. And maybe I'll have to rewatch it, but it, it seems it like seemed that. like it was the movie theater's fault. And other people said that too. It's like, did it look blurry? I'm like, yeah, it did. Because well, like, I, I see you know double what? lines though. But I, I think I think people I I think a lot of people didn't get the style of the movie though. They no, it's it felt know, like a. It, it was, I mean, I got it. Value but, and yeah. what they got was something really stylistic in terms of trying to be um, an interpretation comic book, of a comic life, book. Yeah, you know. Like and then you add in you add in the, the soundtrack to it was great. It just had a it had a fresh vibe to it. Just yeah, it seemed so different. And, and I like the idea of the multiverse. That I think you can do that more there than 
what they're maybe looking forward to with the MCU movies, but they'll make it work. I'm sure they will. They haven't really. Marvel hasn't like as far as they haven't had a misstep. I think as far as movies go in the last whatever they've. DC, on the other hand, (laughs) (laughs) nothing but missteps. Well, Shazam was great. Yes, Shazam was amazing. Aquaman was awesome. Aquaman was awesome as well. I, I, I put Shazam way up over Aquaman, though. Oh, I agree. Even I even agree that, but even Wonder but those Woman. Those two I movies, put, yeah. The, like those two movies, and you put in Wonder Woman there. Those are the best that DC yeah, has I, to offer I mean, by far. Justice yeah. League was a turd. I, I didn't yeah. catch what you said before, yeah. though. Did you see Aquaman? Uh, yeah, right? yeah, I did. I, I didn't. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as good as Shazam, though. Oh, that I I've yet to see Shazam. I, Shazam I felt like a Marvel movie. <laughs> it truly it was big. did. It was like big with superheroes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they made yeah they made they made fun of that too. The, the fact. Well, I was really surprised about Aquaman. I thought I thought that was like solid or as good as Wonder Woman. I think yeah. I think it made, the main reason why it worked was Jason Momoa. It was like he just was having fun with it, and it was it was light as as opposed to like what they were trying to do with the other DC ones and make it all like dark. trying to make them overly dark, like with the bat with Batman. Well, what what I just seen recently, and someone was mentioning about it in an article about that Superman should have had the Captain America treatment because that's how his character is, and in none of those movies he felt like that. He just he felt more like Batman than he did like Superman. Mm. And then meanwhile, Batman felt darker than Batman is. And Batman's a really dark character. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm still all right with Henry Cavill being Superman. He just needs to have that. The Christopher Reeves movie. And I think yeah. that then people will accept him. He needs to be in one of those lighthearted, like more feel good black and white than all these shades of gray kind of movie because that's Superman's character. He's really clean cut. He's a boy scout. Speaking of him, isn't he doing something on Netflix? Um, the, the Witcher. The, the Witcher. Yeah. I didn't see the trailer for it or the comic. comic it looks, stuff. it looks amazing. It's yeah. based off of a Polish book series that has been turned into a video game series, which are amazing games and the books are amazing. Okay. I am really looking forward to this. It's, it's a little like fantasy witch hunter type of stuff okay i'll have to yeah i'll have to check it out um ray what are you doing with the camera here you're making me dizzy <laughs> he's, tr- <laughs> he's trying to free up his other hand can't you hear <laughs> all right i think we're uh we should start winding down here i'm sure yeah i'm about out i'm yeah. out about out of battery life yeah i'm about out sleepy life <laughs> go, go to bed um all right, so I mean, what else? What else are you guys looking forward to uh, to, to end this? Like, the, what are some things that are coming out that you're looking forward to seeing uh, on either movie or TV? Uh, well, as far as movies go, I'm looking forward to seeing it, Chapter Two. Three hours long or two hours and forty five minutes, man. I'm like, yeah, I'll be seeing that in, on video. <laughs> I'm still gonna see that in the theater. Oh man, yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna see it in the. It theater looks great though. Yeah. Attempt to. It looks fucking but, scary. Um, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It looks awesome. I'm I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I'm also excited for uh, actually the uh, the Joker movie. That uh, looks interesting. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That looks interesting. And um, yeah. That so that would be interesting to see how they really handle the Joker character. And I just it feel looks, it. it just looks like it could potentially be just because of the timing of it being released. 
that it could potentially actually be like an Oscar like nominated movie. That's probably the level. way they're going for, yeah. Yeah. You know? But then I heard uh, I say it wasn't it, it's not a tie to any comics though, so I don't know if people will be pissed off by that. No, DC's yeah. trying to do that I with mean, a lot of their point, characters. I mean, yeah, at this point I don't really care too much about how how truthful they get with the Joker. As long as it's a good movie, I guess. Joker's kind of like a multifaceted character where you can you can argue because in in the comics they kind of reveal that it's not just one person being the Joker. That there's been multiple. That there's multiple Jokers mm-hmm. over the over years. the course of the years, and some at the same time, like multiple Jokers at the same time. I'm talking to two of you right now. Oh. Oh well, thanks, Brian Dice Clay. Yo. Oi. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't like you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck he said, you. "Fuck you, Brian." Yeah. Uh, so, um, are you guys looking forward to the new, the last Star Wars movie? You know, no, 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 nope, nope. Are you, you're not um, you even going to go see a, it. I am a Star Wars fan, though, and I'm going to I'm gonna have to go see it because everyone drags me to go see it. But I haven't been a fan of the trilogy movies. Now, the standalone movies, I like Solo. I really liked Rogue One. Rogue One was excellent. Yeah, the the new Rogue trilogy is just ugh. the one. I don't like any. The new trilogy stuff, oh. I don't like. I just don't like any of the characters whatsoever. So I have no investment in it. And then mm. it just feels like they rehash the parts from the original movies. Well, not so much for the last Jedi, but maybe the Force Awakens. But yeah, I mean, Force Awakens was just definitely a rehash. But I, I just still feel like the, can't relate to the characters and the stories kind of phoned in. And just really, to me, ruining the lore of what Star Wars had with, with the Jedi's and and with introducing uh, Luke again, and he's just kind of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm going to suck milk from these teats, and he's just like <laughs> he's he's supposed to be the savior of all the Jedi's, and like just yeah, I wasn't really happy. Kind of like the way a, his, a his hobo wanderer. Push. I'm sure I'm sure he wasn't either. Mark Hamill keeps kind of like oh yeah, I know he wasn't. Yeah, but he signed on to do it. He yeah. read the script beforehand, so it's his choice. Yeah. Don't talk about it bad, and you signed the contract and accepted the money. It's Star Wars. Had, I'm gonna be. I'm still he, excited to see it. I'm just. I feel empty because there's no Marvel movie at the end of the year really coming out. It's just yeah, like no. it's just we have to wait all the way till like next fall or whenever Black Widow's coming out. I don't remember. When's the when's oh, the yeah, Disney, actually, well, Disney Plus Marvel Superman coming out? out. Yeah, I guess we'll have that. That's like November or December, but probably it'll be pushed back to. It'll be a delay to it. Mm. Which the DC Plus stuff. No, the the Disney stuff is that what you said? Yeah, Disney the, stuff. Yeah, because I'm wondering yeah. when's the first. What's the first? It's, uh, it's a, supposed to be November is when they're supposed to. But I don't know if they, I don't know if Marvel. I don't know if Marvel has stuff right out of the gate as they, I know the Mandalorian and then the Sandlot's supposed to be coming on Disney Plus too, which I'm really excited about. As far as I know, none of their TV shows are actually in production yet. So I don't know. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, like shot. none of the, yeah. none of the Marvel stuff that I knew of because they're supposed to be Wandavision. The Loki show, the animated what, what if, if show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Loki. Loki. Do we say Loki? Yeah. Yeah, Loki. Yeah. Was yeah. there another? One? Oh, the Falcon and Bucky. Right. Too. Yeah, and it has. I don't the, think any of that from uh, Civil War coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great Comic Con panel of all that stuff. I was watching it all on YouTube. It was like now I was following on Twitter when it was happening. It was like, man, they mm-hmm. just blew Paul H out of the water with all this stuff going on. 
And I'm trying yeah. to think what else is coming out. I like I don't really know besides the Marvel or Mar- uh, Star Wars stuff. I can't really think of any other movies that are coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm, really I'm kind of drawing blanks too. I can't yeah. think any. Usually, what, uh, what after the winter? You mean? Yeah, like leading up into the year. Usually, you'd always have to look forward to like a Hobbit movie or Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and a yeah. Marvel movie. But now it's yeah, just yeah. Star Wars is what's left. No, in the, in the fall, really, honestly, it's like it chapter two. I'm gonna look right now on on IMDb. I'm like, I, there's gotta be something else that's coming out. <laughs> Just can't just yeah. be Star and Wars. Then, and then, like in in the beginning of the year, though, what we what do we have? We have like New Mutants finally, supposedly. Maybe that's, finally gonna be that's, not, maybe. that's not coming out. Come they, they 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 have halted production on it so many times, and and like or they want to reshoot like scenes or something like that. What but um, that? that was a movie that I was looking forward to because the trailer that came out like over a year ago like looked awesome. Coming soon. Here we go. Coming soon. Let's see here. Uh, oh, way, way jumped ahead. That's coming out November. Let's see, October. Oh, Zombieland Double Tap. That trailer looks Oh, great. yeah. Right. I, I yeah, knew there was something coming that. out. That looked good. Jojo Rabbit with uh, Taka. Terminator Dark Fate. Eh, I don't know. I can't get back into that. Like the Terminator Two, and then after that, it just like it's been shit for Terminator yeah. movies. But this time, James well, the Cameron Sarah, was part the, of it. The Sarah Connor Chronicles wasn't bad though. If you watch that, yeah, I did TV. watch that. It was. Okay. Oh, you actually watched that? Yeah, I watched I, it. I, yeah. I saw. I I had the first season actually on DVD, but I never got past the first season. I said I at the first season was good. I just didn't uh, finish whatever storyline. That they had. Charlie's I don't think they did either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that that it, they canceled it and kind of ended in a, on a cliffhanger. I think one yeah. one movie that Ray's really gonna go see, I think, is Frozen Two, coming out November twenty second. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, he loves Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's like really nothing coming out. Doctor Sleep. Actually, I'm looking forward to. I know you guys are not really hard. What is fans. that? Oh, horror. Yeah. Yeah, but Doctor Sleep actually is um is a sequel to The Shining. And interesting. Um, so you know, you know speaking the of boy in The Shining who does you know the red run right. with his finger. <laughs> the Ray, son speaking of, of uh, basically like he you know he's played by Ewan McGregor in, in Doctor Sleep and he grows up and becomes a doctor, a physician, and he still has the Shining power. So that looks awesome. I don't know if you saw the trailer to that, but that looks uh, actually pretty cool. Nope. No, I haven't either. But really, speaking of horror movies real quick, I just watched Critters Attack for review on the site. Oh, but I heard mixed things about it. The writer, Scott Lobdell. <laughs> you would know oh, that name, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Scott <laughs> but it, was, it was a fun movie that was kind of like the old Critters well, movies. No, Camp, series, campy though. horror. The, the Critters? The Critters Attack was Critters Attack was a reboot movie for sci-fi, but they released it on Blu-ray. Okay, yeah, because because I know that. Um, but it's not really a reboot because someone from the first movie was a major character in this one. What's what's the current horror? <laughs> there's a current horror network on. It's not Chiller, but it's something else. Thriller. That, um, <laughs> maybe it is Chiller. I don't know. But. <laughs> They have a series though. There's a there is a, a critter series. Yeah, that's it was already been out. But that has nothing it. to do with the movie. With mm, I I haven't seen it, 
because that was on oh wait that was on um it was some weird, like maniacers you're right it was some weird series or weird station but i yeah, don't think like it had anything Maniac, to do Maniac network or something like that. yeah it it, uh, it didn't have uh, anything to do as far as i know i haven't watched it but it didn't have anything to do with this new movie but the movie that i just watched was supposed to be a reboot but tied into the first movie not the other two trilogy parts yeah you know, as a kid i loved the, the first critters movie the first critters movie was awesome they should reboot munchies munchies <laughs> goalies oh no munchies was like a very like it was a ripoff like of gremlins yeah. ripoff of critters and, and critters yeah it was like critters like gremlins ripoff where you cut them in then half and they multiply or, yeah you had ghoulies also which was like kind of not good but people remember <laughs> but, yeah Beep, but if you i know go back and actually watch it then <laughs> no but I'm going to lose battery life here. Yeah. I'm at one percent. Okay. So it's it's time to wrap this up too, so we can go sleep. Yeah, this is right, fun. Yeah, works. we'll have to do this again. We'll have to do it in like a couple, uh, like a month or two, or and just kind of bullshit and talk about TVs and movies. Sorry, right. we need to get you into some comic books, Brian. We can talk about that too. Well, we got Comic Con coming up too, so you guys will. You guys are going to be True. there, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. We're both going to go. I might. Be we need. We'll do. Unfortunately, you're not going to grace us with your presence. No. You're but go to Disney I, I might go. Something. Yeah, I'll go to Disney, but then I might come back and go that Sunday. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I can definitely, if I hopefully have stuff prepared from what I'm going to be doing, maybe we do a pre Comic Con one, talk about what we'll be covering. And okay. Yeah, that me, sounds good. Me and Ray, I'll try to get to what you're going to try and get to there. So. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. All right. This All was right, fun. Talk All right. to you later. All right. Have good a good night. night. Later. Yep. Good night. Bye. Peace.